<laughs> I swear to God, on my way here, I told myself, okay, I'm going to like really be focused this time because I felt Stop. bad. My research was a little, <laughs> you know, six out of ten this week. Um, no, we're just getting back from vacay. Like, it's been a Summer week. in full <laughs> forest. I just want to say I'm super proud of us. First of all, welcome everybody. Welcome to Flotus. We're so happy to have um, you. I'm proud that we've sort of kept a schedule. We have. Because I thought this was going to be out the door I during know. summer. Cause we I know. Crazy people. Too, too intense. Yeah, no, we have definitely kept a schedule. I'm proud of us. We're I think. I think <laughs> <laughs> we are taking this podcast to the top. Oh my God. is <laughs> applying for new jobs, but she's already ready to quit them. So don't worry. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like, am I going to be there more than a couple months? Absolutely not. Because Flow is Forever has taken off. I it really is. I feel like our. We, we, we already have a segment of the show, Floaters on the Road. Like, I know. We've Amazing. been a podcast not even for a year, and we I have, a, like, a side project already. This is insane. I know. We've been, we should, do we have our six-month anniversary? Probably. We should have, like, done something. Oh. Please. Okay, we'll bring champagne next time. Okay. And by we'll that, do- just, like, us wasted our yes. <laughs> Talking about For a year anniversary, we'll do a clip show. <gasps> Stop. Oh, my God, the highlight reel? It's just us talking about Henry Clay. Oh, like, my it's just, God. It's just I'll go through every episode and like clip yeah. out different parts of Henry Clay. Stop it. It's just like a two hour long episode of us being like, so Henry Clay ran for president again. again. <laughs> and then we'll have a tuberculosis special, obviously. Oh, I love a clip show. Okay, if you want to be our intern, because truth be told, at least I don't have time to make a clip oh show. Oh my God, like, we no, need someone never else to do that. less time. No. Please write into, just DM us on uh, our Instagram and let us know if you want to edit the show for us into a clip show. We would love that. We would absolutely love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had a fabulous trip. Um, a lot of you may have heard the <gasps> episode. <coughs> Excuse me. That means actually stuck in my throat. <laughs> Claire's <laughs> joking. I'll finish this. Thank you to presidential scholar Tiger McGinley uh, for our second Floaters on the Road special. Special. Bonus yeah. app. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we're really killing these bonus apps. Um, yeah, it's been great. He was, been I think, so such a fun interview. I re-listened to it uh, because I'm a narcissist. No, and it's it a was fabulous interview. So great, and he confirmed my theory that I've had for a really long time. So I love it. Yeah. Um, and he's just so knowledgeable. He great. I know, and I was like, answers. it's crazy. Like, I think I always took for granted that you can just ask him a question and he knows the answer. I know. Like the way that he was just rattling off dates and stuff like that. It was super crazy. And like, and he also is like, okay, but I actually don't know that much about first ladies. So we love a guy who like, isn't so obsessed with himself that he's got to like, say I know everything but right. it is impressive the way he could just like rattle off facts like oh that oh my god it was so, so good yeah anyway it's a really good interview it is a lot about the presidents but like I mean we have to talk about presidents like what do you expect I know fortunately or unfortunately I don't know but I'm they so come true. into place I mean Today, we're talking about Ellen Herden Arthur, mm-hmm. Chester Arthur's wife. And we're going to talk about his sister, Molly McElroy. Yeah, but we have to talk about so much, to your point, we have to talk about the presidents, because Chester, we need to discuss this fool, because he is insane. I mean, totally. he's not insane. He's famously D- not the, famous. He's the least <laughs> memorable president of all time. Yeah, there is a list. I concur. I no, agree. Literally, there yeah. is a list of the most, me- from memorable to least memorable, and he is the last. Okay, who's the most memorable? Do you remember? I was just looking at least memorable. Okay. I was okay. just really excited yeah, yeah, yeah. that he was last on that list. Oh, so it's crazy. God. I mean, how embarrassing to no, be the literally. president of the United States, the least memorable one. <laughs> that is, I mean... I, not, I'm sure the most memorable is probably maybe a, like a lunatic or a really bad president. Yeah. But 
It yeah. could be like Washington. That you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, but to be the least memorable. No, literally. That I know. Really sucks. I'm actually surprised though because I feel like Chester A. Arthur. Like I know that name. Like even more like than John Tyler or yeah. like some of these other randoms. So I don't know. Like I'm a little surprised that he's the least memorable, but at the same time, he doesn't want to be remembered as the president. Oh, he never wanted to be president. No. So maybe there's like that has to do with he the memory. He literally rolled up to the place after his president got shot cuz he was VP. Yeah. And it was like I don't want a first lady. I don't want a vice president. Famously no vice president and just Insane. like had a, a cabinet full didn't... of folks that he knew <laughs> like his <Yeah>. friends. <laughs> so anyway, okay, I let's let's backtrack a little bit because yeah. I think we need it's been like a little bit of time since we've had like a classic ep. So it's important to know where we are in history. Yes. So what's what's just happened <clears throat> is that um, reconstruction is over. Over. I yeah. put in the largest quotations that you can <laughs> yeah. find in um, American type. So reconstruction's over. Um, the Hayes, uh, have come in, the Hayes came in and they were really into temperance, suffrage is coming in. Um, then we get Lucretia, who is Garfield's wife. She famously doesn't care about suffragette movement. Well, no, she, she cares about suffragette. (coughs) Oh my God. Sorry. Some dust like covering my throat. I don't know what's going on. So sorry. (laughs) Oh my God. It's really bad. (coughs) I'm not Uncle Claire at all. Just laughing at her joke. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. I like something's really Do you wrong. Want to fall? Mm. Yeah. So suffrage movement is my God. We're like oh, like around forty-ish years away from the like uh, women's right to vote, which is kind yeah. of insane when I think about the timeline. So a crazy. lot of these women we're gonna see, which we discussed previously, um, some past episodes, and we'll see in the next few. Mm-hmm. They're really walking the line. Like some are very anti-women's vote. And others are like sort of dipping their toe into it. They're not saying that they're feminists or that they're into it, but they're yeah. like flirting with the idea. You know, yes. so it's interesting to yes. see where these women lie in this big social movement that's starting to get uh, a name for itself. Yeah, and then similarly with um, rights for uh, minority people mm-hmm. of you know different skin colors. Yeah. So it's like you know the, we're sort of waffling back and forth still in a big way and I guess we always will be you know I mean I don't think that those yeah. beliefs change but it's just important to know where we are in history mm-hmm. so in 1881 Garfield gets shot by Charles Guiteau who <gasps> oh my I forgot about Charles Guiteau I know he's really special either the best assassin or the worst assassin I know we, I love, we love Charles crazy defense um, love absolutely them. crazy defense um and uh you know as you are, people are devastated. It's yeah. really sad. It's really scary. Um, it's likely due to a lack of security at the White House, which they will continue to not fix. Spoiler alert, so does not get fixed. So. We did look up when the Secret Service was apparently established, yeah. 1865, was no, the answer. I don't believe that. True. That's, That's not there's true. There's no way. I'm pretty sure it's like when Kennedy gets it said, they're like, oh, wait, we need to like have a Secret yeah, Service. Yeah, like, I'm going to change the Wikipedia page. Yeah, we have insane. to. So, um... After uh, Garfield gets shot, um, Chester A. Arthur is appointed (laughs) president. Um, So we're going to talk about Chester A. Arthur and his the women in his life. Um, Sadly, his wife never gets to become first lady. Yeah, uh, never even becomes second lady because she dies two years right six months before he. Oh, that's right. Six months before he becomes VP. um, That kind of sucks. Yeah, (coughs) she never got the chance to. show off her stuff as Flotus or as a second lady so all right so let's talk about Ellen so Ellen is 
born on August 30th, so she's a Virgo. Yeah. Um, 1837 in, in Virginia. In Virginia. Uh, she, we can't figure out why. Um, we assume, <laughs> we, I mean, I don't think it's unfair to assume slavery. Oh, why she's Why wealthy? her parents yeah. are so rich. Yeah, so her parents are really wealthy. She is the daughter of William Hurden and Frances Hansborough. Her dad was a naval commander, so that's where that money came from. But mm-hmm. a lot of, like, we'll see later on, they, um, we're going to talk about their house that they had, their famous townhouse. Yes. Uh, in New York City, and... It says it came, it was inherited and came from the money of her mother. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to figure out, like, what her mother's family did. Right. Um, I guess it would be her grandfather at that time. Uh, but there's no real evidence of anything. No. So I'm assuming it's has something to do with slaves <laughs> because of Virginia. Yeah. I don't know I if mean, that's it true. Also sounds like, rumors. No, totally. It also sounds like, um, I'm totally into spreading rumors. Um, <laughs> but it also sounds like uh, there was just old money vibes because, like, yeah, she yeah. was really good friends with the Astors and the Roosevelt's and the Vanderbilt's. She says, like, she grew yeah. up with those kids. So, like, Anderson Cooper, <gasps> love that. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and even her time in um, Virginia, she was, like, amongst the D.C. social. Like, she knew Dolly Madison when she was 10 years old. Yeah. They would, like, like, not hang out, but, like, you know, obviously no, Dolly totally. was out and about. Yeah. Um, lover, famous lover of DC. So yes. she, you know, was in that that mix. She sang at the. She was a singer as a kid mm-hmm. and throughout her life, and she sang at the St. John's Church, the yeah. uh, choir there. So yeah. she was known about DC even as a kid. Yeah, yeah, and because her father was the naval officer, they were in DC a lot. Yeah. It seems like. Um, do you want to talk about when she's twenty? Her father dies. Yeah. So her yeah. dad William, who um, is the naval commander, he dies in a boat a- or I guess a ship accident. But the ship that he was—it was a commercial ship he was leading for I don't know whatever reason. But so there was a bunch of folks on the on the ship that weren't army or navy people, mm-hmm. um, and they <laughs> I guess go into a hurricane or a hurricane comes. I don't really know. Tell me happens. Uh, as we know, hurricanes are very fickle. Yeah. <laughs> so it could have just popped up. Um, we famously just dodged one by driving three hours west and then three hours east. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Which is a very thin state. Yeah. Um, famously thin. Famously thin state. But, uh, yeah, so he heroically saves this ship or saves the people on the ship. So he gets them off. I don't know if it was, like, via lifeboat or whatever, but safely gets the passengers on the ship off, but he goes down with the ship because he was the last one on mm. and um, died in this, this storm on the ship. So, so it was sad. a big deal because he yeah. was a popular guy uh, and this, you know, obviously affected uh, Ellen. They call her Nell, by the way, too. Nell, yeah. Um, when she, because she was, I mean, not a kid, but she was 20. She 20, was that's like, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty impactful in her life and her dad was, um, you know, a, a popular guy, so it... Uh, I think not helped her popularity, but made her even more well known as the daughter of this commander, and right. then who died in this like sort of heroic way. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. So that happens, and then it's just a, two years later. Um, so, wait, did she know Chester at this point? So they were introduced by her cousin. Oh yeah. Oh no. It's like soon after her father dies that they're introduced because yes, in they only date for six months. Yes. Yeah. In 1856, they were introduced. Um, by her cousin who was like a med student or something up in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how he knew Chester. I'm not really sure. But um, yeah, yeah. They, he introduced the two of them because um, I guess he just thought they would be 
you know, good together. And they had a pretty short courtship um, yeah. and got engaged pretty quickly. Yeah, and Chester, Chester's family also had a lot of money. Um, we're going to talk about his sister in a little bit because she kind of takes over when he is uh, when he does need a hostess. I say need because yeah. he acted like he didn't need one. <laughs> yeah. So his family also kind of had a lot of money, um, you know, uh, just to go to, you know, talk about also what Elise was saying, you know, um, Nell, Nellie also, you know, she, she was always at, <laughs> I like, love that you nicknamed her Nellie already. <laughs> yes, my girl. Because <laughs> he's very casual, like, Nell, Nellie. <laughs> Nellie. Well, she was just, like, around, you know what I mean? Like, she was yeah. going to weddings of people. She, like, went to Abraham Lincoln's inauguration. I was just say, like, yeah. It's crazy, you know? And so, like, they're all just, like, in the mix together. It's just, yeah. like, rich people knowing other rich people. Hard. Like, honestly, like, if you watched any episode of Gossip Girl, you know what we're talking about. You know yes. what I mean? Like, that's just, like, what is happening. So, um, they meet and they get married, like, six months later. Mm-hmm. Um, she's 22. Uh, and they move into um, a house that's inherited, like, through her mom's family on Lexington Avenue in New York City. Yeah, so, you guys, of course I looked this up. As <laughs> we you had know, we to. are we from New York City, so we uh, have access to this, what I thought would be a museum. It's not. <laughs> Uh, it is on Lexington Avenue, Avenue between 28th and 29th Street. So that's what is now Kitts Bay-ish area yeah. uh, for folks in this area. Um, and it's uh, regular people live there apparently. Yeah. It is. It, there is a bronze plaque Thank that, says, that says like, hey, Chester Arthur lived here um, with, she lived here as well with him. Um, Ellen lived here, Nellie. And <laughs> it's now a... The townhouse has been converted into an Indian and Middle Eastern grocery store. That's yes. two floors. Yes. And then three floors of regular people live there. So my mission is to find out who lives there. Get on their lease. Get on their lease. <laughs> definitely throw a party in Chester Arthur's house. Um, it's pretty popular because he was there when he found out. Again, I don't know why he was not in D.C. I don't know what Chester's doing. But he was not in D.C. when Garfield was assassinated. Right. So they... Uh, he did his inauguration ascent, or swearing in a ceremony yes. uh, at that house. So cool. Which is really cool. And he also um, was there when she died, or she died there. So, yeah. like, or in that time they would live in that house still. Yeah. But previous to all this, when they lived there when they were a young, you know, honeymoon couple, they threw parties there. Yeah, they, they were like just threw like such fun City parties. People. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I assume that like the Vanderbilts, the Astors, like all of them there, like just partying, like it's, it's so, fun. so fun. Like I think it was just so fun. She was a singer, so she was always oh, yeah. like in choirs wherever she went, and so yeah. I think she would Starting have like... Starting clubs wherever she Yeah, goes. so I think she that. would like sing at these parties and stuff like that, and I just think that they had kind of a fun... I think it's interesting because like Politically, she never really um, wanted her husband to go into politics. And yeah. politically, they were very different. She was a Southerner. Yeah. Um, she was very pro-slavery. Uh, loved and the Confederacy. Loved the Confederacy. Her husband, Chester Arthur, did not. He was from, like, Vermont, um, a, a proud Northerner. So I think yeah. that, like, politics sort of disrupted their marriage in a lot of ways they said if there was any sort of fissure in their marriage it was definitely politically uh related but that said I think that they were like really into each other and they like just like would throw really fun parties together which like we all know that couple who you're like why are they dating and then you go to one of their parties and you're like oh my god this is actually right they just like to host together they just like host such good parties so that's why I wonder if she was alive in the White House would he have been more social and wanted to like throw parties and like have a proper hostess if she was there Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, he... I wonder if she even would have gone, though, because she, like... 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess she was in the mix in DC, so she probably. Oh, she probably would have like torn it up. You're I think right. She would have been right. like Dolly Madison vibes. Oh, see, I just feel like because she was like so not into politics that she like maybe wouldn't have liked it, but maybe yeah, you're but right. maybe like the social side of things. I think Dolly would like the politics yes, side of it. Yes, yes, yes. I think yes. she would have enjoyed like throwing a party. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just want to talk about two of times that they did have little like tiffs in their marriage because I just think to. they're interesting stories. So yeah. as Claire just mentioned, the Civil War was a big mm-hmm. um, disruptor in their love story. So uh, she decided with the, or sympathized with the Confederacy. Right. He was a Union uh, guy, but at one point he was a commander somewhere along the Civil War. He did help get one of her, I think like a cousin, um, that was a prisoner of war of the Union side. He got him out of jail. So oh, that was kind of nice. He okay. helped her out. So nice. But they had tips about that. And then the second time, <laughs> a little drama, um, her mother died while her mother was in France. So Oh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, Nell gets this, you know, telegram um, about her mother's death, and she needs to come to France and get her mother's remains. Mm-hmm. Um, so she begs Chester to come with her, like, please take, because obviously there was no planes, they had to take a long ship ride. Right, right, right. I don't right. know how long that took, but yeah. I imagine a couple weeks. Oh my gosh, Um. So she's like, you need to come with me, please come to France with me and pick up my dead mother. <laughs> and he had no time for this. He was busy doing whatever he was doing. He was His, a lawyer. Yeah, he was yeah. A, at this yeah. point a famous lawyer in yeah. New York City, so, you know, he has no time, apparently. Uh, to to take a little sabbatical and go pick up his mother oh mother in law's remains. Right. She freaks out. She goes anyway. But years later, her grandson. Um, I, I don't know if he finds the papers or the story got passed down, like you know, oral history of the family, whatever. But this was a time where uh, Nell considered divorce in Chester and was like talking to people about drawing up separation papers or divorce papers. So, and you know they didn't have a prenup, so it like would have no, been like she would have yeah. been able to like get all her money, which is like right. so smart. Yeah. So I just think that was like wow. two very, um, well, one moment in like a prominent like in the world yeah. that ha- that caused tension in their relationship, and then one very personal moment that caused tension in the relationship. Yeah. But as long as they were partying, they were good. Because <laughs> uh, it seems like because it's like it's so yeah like it seems like they didn't yeah they didn't really have. Um, a ton in common other than they right. like like they liked they uh, but like again it's like I just think that you know sometimes when people like the the they were clearly brought up in the same way like prominently with money and yeah like, go to fancy parties it's just like what you do so right. you just like marry yeah, else someone else and exactly, then like, that's what yeah. it is but yeah I mean that's that's drama I mean that's Chester drama. Arthur Chester Arthur like absolutely uh, I guess what's kind of cool about Nell is that, like, she... Chester Arthur was not a person that could be told what to do. Like, he yeah. didn't even, like, go... He didn't even live in D.C. when he was VP. Like, you know, so... No, clearly, I, like, he was no, there like, very little. Yeah. <laughs> and she didn't give a crap. Like, she was just going to do right. her own thing, which I think is kind of cool because maybe some other woman would have, like, rolled over and just been like, okay, like, whatever you say. Yeah. So but anyway... really loved her because you'll tell a story oh, later yeah. about the church. And he just, like... No, really he was, did love her. He yeah. was obsessed with her. They do have three kids. Um, William uh, is their first child. He dies when they're two. Apparently, oh. they're left devastated by this. Yeah. Um, it's really, really sad for them. Um, and it, the, the when you look up how William died, it just says by like convul- convulsions. So oh, I don't God. know if he had like a seizure or like yeah. I don't know what happened, but it's very sad. Then their second son, Chester Allen Arthur, um, 
he Chester Allen is like classic, oh, is classic rich guy. Oh, oh god! When you look up Chester <laughs> Chester Allen Arthur the second, it says that he is a gentleman of leisure. Which like, how do you get that job? I know. How can I become a lady of leisure? Because I'll tell you what, I took a three hour nap today. It was amazing. That's uh, truly my dream job. I know it was incredible. He just like apparently, and then he married like a really rich businesswoman. So and she smart. worked, He's and he just so smart. He just they said that he played polio for exercise. Polo, like, <laughs> polo, polo, not polio. Oh my god. He did not have polio. He played polo. He played polo for exercise. Which is not that, like, you're on a horse. Isn't that polo? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I I mean, like, horseback riders are exercising. But also, like, isn't that sort of like a mind thing? Yeah. It's like about the... I'm saying I don't know anything about horse riding. Yeah. My cousin's a really good horseback rider, and she's really smart. So I just assume you have to be really smart to be a horseback rider. I just wish she, like... But you don't have to be like physically like right, you know why... like that's the thing. But maybe I don't know. They maybe have you have like a good core because you to like ride the horse. I've never ridden a horse. I don't no, know. Me neither. At least we have to ride horses. I'm a little terrified of horses. Not gonna lie. Really? One time in fourth grade, we went on a, I guess a field trip to like a farm or something. I don't yeah. know. And they were letting the kids ride horses. Like just they took us around like the barn. I guess it was. Uh, as I know nothing about farms, barns. Um, <laughs> the barn. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. I'm really excited about this. Got up on the horse, <gasps> straight up panic attack in no. front of my class. No. In fourth grade. So I was old enough not to, to know not to. Well, oh, you should cry in front of people. It's okay if you do. No, but, like, but that's so scary. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. Oh. And I haven't been on a horse since. So did you just get off? Yeah, they took me down. Because <laughs> oh, I was like, okay. screaming my head off. <laughs> oh my, that's actually the greatest yeah, I've ever heard. I freaking out. I think it was just. It was high. It was it's a lot really bigger high than up. I thought. It's really high up. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how tall horses were. No, I know. I've never been on a horse. I really want to ride one. But here's yeah. the thing. it's This is like my issue with surfing is that like <gasps> it's the same vibe where like I just want to be really good at it. So yeah. it would be hard for me to, I think, get through the initial phase of being like have to be really careful, walk yeah. with a guide. Because I just want to be like a cowgirl just riding through the it. western yeah. front. Well, listen. If your boogie boarding skills are any relation to surfing. I know. I was good at boogie boarding. I know. That's what I'm saying. So okay. I think you're going to be good at oh, Okay. Surfing. And then I'm now really in that. It has nothing to do with horseback riding. <laughs> I think you'll be a good horseback riding. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, great. Okay, <laughs> okay cool. Now that I have your boat of confidence, you have I'm my going. confidence in you. You get up on that horse. At least <laughs> with your confidence, I can do anything. I can start That's a podcast. Nice. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Guys, support your friends. Okay? No, Just literally. Like, That's my advice. Female friendship is really important. <laughs> also, male friendship. We don't talk about it enough. <laughs> Males don't have friends and they don't go to therapy. Is my statement on that. It's <laughs> so a really big issue. Get it's some really, friends, yeah, because okay. it's really concerning. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so Chester Allen Arthur II is a man of leisure. Um, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. Back to that dream job. <laughs> Good for you, Chester. <laughs> Seriously, how you get that job? I mean, I guess you have to be a really rich white man. Like, yeah. I don't even think that there is a woman of leisure job. Like, I don't even think that's a no. possible job. Oh my God, never. Because a woman of leisure or like a rich woman would need to be on like board. They have to Wait, be on but volunteer. Who was, sorry, who was the woman? who was sea bathing all the time remember her <gasps> oh right I guess she was <laughs> she was really leisure yeah they don't even get the title though that's the bullshit yeah, yeah 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 so anyway that was their second son but he wasn't really a man of leisure until later on yeah but anyway and then their third daughter Ellen Arthur um who has the same name as her mother we love that well now this what? makes me think what where was the Chester the second when we get into Molly having Ellen I well, think I think Ellen was a lot younger than Chester. Oh, okay. So Chester was think, older at this point. Yeah, and I here's the vibe on I mean, Chester. Like you know how like you know how like you have the sorry I have. 
<laughs> they, now, I, they, I, now they're like, theorizing <laughs> on this, the Arthur family and the children's like birth order. <laughs> no, I feel like I I hate to relate it back to Gossip Girl, but I just the only thing I can, could think of is like yeah. I feel like Chester Allen Arthur was very like Chuck Bass vibes. Like you can't give oh, him actual yeah. responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like too busy leisuring, which yeah. like doesn't seem like it takes a lot of energy, but for him, for oh, like for Chester Allen yeah. Arthur, like absolutely wiped. Yes. So I feel like, no, Chester Arthur was like, because he was probably like doing drugs, drinking a lot, partying, like just because that's how you leisure all day. It's like you go out all night, you leisure all day. And so it's like. You could leisure all day. Right. And so it's like, it's like, I don't think that when push came to shove and it was like, okay, I have this little sister. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to take care of her. It was like, okay, we have to push that off to a woman. Exactly. Yeah. So baby Ellen is really little when her dad is, um, you know, she's, she's a bit younger than Chester Allen Arthur II. And so, um, she's a child right as, uh, Arthur is getting sworn into president, but that's skipping ahead a little bit because sadly, um, Ellen Arthur contracts pneumonia yeah she gets it pretty um this is the the wife not yeah, the daughter yeah. she gets it pretty quick she apparently was leaving um uh a theater or some performance she had uh in new york city and oh shoot uh sort of a hat situation it was like a cold snowy day and she was wearing Jesus. slippers <laughs> wait are you serious yeah yeah so she oh was my not God, dressed, this crazy. she was not dressed warmly enough slippers yeah, and it was like snowy and rainy and stuff. And we know New York City weather. No, you gets have crazy. to have a pair of yeah, boots. Yeah, she was not in winter gear. Um, and she developed chills and a fever and got a cold. So she pretty quickly got pneumonia from this cold oh that she God. caught um, from being out in the New York City winter. And she died a few days afterwards. Oh my God. But they had to call Chester because he was, I guess, in DC. The yeah, one time the he one was time in he's DC. In DC classic. Um, you know, doing whatever he was doing. Not VP yet at this point, but. Uh, so he he came back um, to be with her, but um, yeah, pretty sad. So she died a few days after catching that's, her cold. That's so sad. Yeah, I mean, you've got to get good socks. If not good shoes, you have to get socks. Yes. Oh my God, Slippers. she needs to dress cozy. She's she needs not dressing to dress, cozy. She's not dressing cozy enough. She's not. She's not layering. Yeah. The New York winter is very unforgiving. People think that because you're in a city, you're not like exposed to the elements. You're exposed to the elements more in it's a city. Worse. Get in snow boots in New York City, and it's I know they're not a, chic. No, it's a full game they're changer. They're clunky, but oh my god, you're invincible. No, it's true. I finally just only about four years ago invested in a pair of boots, the and best. it's like they they are my like rain snow. But like I, yeah. I use them for like the both, but like it's a total game changer. Yeah. You have to get boots. No, especially because you walk so many places. I mean, I walk yeah. to and from work, and you know, yeah. most places you can walk to or you you walk so much more so like you just well even to get to the subway it's like you can't just run into a car you know and also this time we I mean roads are paved now but like you know when you get to a corner you don't know how deep the like danger I've fallen many times or if you have a short boot it's just drama because you don't know how deep it is our infrastructure is on this. There's a sinkhole, by the way, in Yorkville the other day, which dangerously close to my house or my apartment. Um, oh, no. The streets are just melted in New York no, City. That's, that's what's currently I happening. don't love that, but okay. But love that. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, so at this point, I imagine there's not paved roads, right? No. Right? It's so, yeah. It's are like, there cars? Do we have cars yet? In 18... When did she die? 60... 1880? 
I don't think we have cars. I'm going to Google that. Okay, let's Google cars. I did say the phone was invented journey. <laughs> no, it's okay. And I said that it was invented by Thomas Edison. So we do need oh to Oh my like God, yes. We fact check ourselves. So we do. You don't need to tell us. Um, but no, truly, like... Yeah, how well, is she? Well, 1886, so this is pre-car. This is pre-car, so yeah. she has to get on a horse to go home. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm actually annoyed by her, because that's, like, really frustrating. Like, get, yeah, so, like, dress appropriate. Yeah, and I'm sure they didn't have, you know, hunter boots, obviously not, but, like, there right. was shoes. Even if you have your little, I don't know, there were shoes that you We've all seen the movie Little Women. We know that, like, these girls oh survived a, a Massachusetts winter. Like, yes. come on. Oh, my God, they dress so cute. I they love dress the so way they dress their winter outfits. I know. Oh, my God, stop. I'm so, going to yeah. start knitting one of those like things you know those like those like cross wait, things wait can you make me one of those I'll I'm try because that's like fucking fancy I wore that I was like that is chic no it's super I cute it. I saw that I know and I was like this is really chic it's I so want, like, cute a... I'll give you my color options later yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. making like teal and purple <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> meanwhile like we'll see long. I mean yeah under like a sleek black turtleneck no so cute <laughs> no you would look so cute in that I don't yeah I feel like but anyway she didn't have any yeah What's wrong with her? Ladies wear Nell is wearing slippers. Nell's and wearing she slippers. She got a cold and died, and it's mm. really sad. So really sad. And she, she doesn't had the get two to kids. see Chester. Yeah. Be, yeah, she leaves behind two kids. She doesn't get to see Chester um, even become VP at this point. I guess he was. If she died in January, so she knew he was VP, but not um, inaugurated. And not he inaugurated. wasn't moved into yeah, office. Yeah, so yeah. I guess she knew. Not that he, she even cared. I mean, she, no, I don't no, think she was. But still, yeah, she didn't get I to think see she any of the joint. And then the also, party social vibe of DC, even as a second lady. I know. And also, then, yeah, can you imagine? It's like, and then he becomes president. Like, yeah, he he probably needed her so bad. Oh, yeah, gosh. apparently because he. Well, I don't know about it, but yeah. Yeah. So do you have advice for her before we get into Oh my gosh, advice for Ellen. Okay, let me think. Advice for Ellen. That's a good idea to do it now so that we can just, like, go into Molly. Yeah. Okay. My advice for, um, oh, well, I mean, like, obviously, I mean, I know we were just talking about this, but even because she's a singer, like, she needs a scarf. Like, you (gasps) have to protect protect your vocal cords. You know what I mean? Like, she's a singer. Mm -hmm. Like, a little bit of warmth would be helpful. And also, like, yeah, I mean, if you're... I guess that's my advice. I mean, I know that's yeah. so stupid because we were just talking about that, but um, no, my advice was gonna be get winter boots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like winter it's up. Just such, I hate when people die in a stupid way, and I know oh. that's like a really blanket. <laughs> I know that's like a really blanket. I want a list of your stupid ways that people die. Like I just want that list. Like, that, like that, I don't. Who's the president with the hat? I William Henry Harrison. Like, idiot. Stupid. The guy who was drinking the, the milk. milk. I know. And well, that conspiracy cherries. theory could be. We don't know about that. Let's just yeah. So. He was. <laughs> um, yeah, just like I hate preventable deaths. Let me I put know, it that way. And I, I feel know. like dressing warmly yeah. is a way to prevent that. Right. It's like we didn't have germ theory at this point, but we did have like yeah. it's cold out. Here's the germ thing. T- no, yeah, I and look that. up germ theory. I think um I think also what's frustrating about the situation is it's like it's not like she just moved to New York City. Like she had been a New York City girl for a right. while. Like so you should And know I think that. what's hard about living in New York, and I'll just say this because I know this from experience, of course, is like it's only, like, the, the weather here changes so dramatically. So it's, like, it's only cold for, like, three months of the, like, really cold for, like, three months. So it's, like, okay, yeah. do I need the winter boots? Yeah. I only wear them for, like, two two months. Right. And so you're, like, I don't need them. I don't need them. But then that day comes and you're, like, oh, my gosh. I can't I just it. wear my Vans yeah. to the, no, to the bodega. Mm-hmm. There's snow everywhere. So you actually do. Um, yeah. So I know that it's hard to invest in winter wardrobe, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And then you have it for a long time. Like, I'm fully expecting to get, like, a full decade out of my boots. Oh, my God. Yeah, because you wear so infrequently. Right, you know, which exactly. Is so it's, like, so it. worth yeah. it. 
Anyway, guys, winter. Sorry now, yeah. I know, and it's like so odd to be talking about this. This is what happens to me every single year. I clean out my closet in the summer. I throw out all my winter clothes. <laughs> so it's good for us. It's good. It's actually good for me to be brought back down to like like earth and be like, you are gonna need those winter clothes. Winter's gonna be here before we know it. Six hundred degrees out today. Okay, it's so hot. <laughs> Never. I can't even like think of a sweater because I'm sweated. No, it would I'm just actually. Be you just said sweater. I'm offended. <laughs> so hot. So hot. So yeah, it, it is hard to think when there's such extreme weathers that I weathers yeah. weather and I feel like um New York with or without a climate crisis is pretty into that vibe <laughs> like yeah. you're either like sweating to death and wishing it was snowy Wait, sorry or in a snowstorm I just have to say one of my biggest pet peeves mm-hmm. maybe ever is when people are over or underdressed in New York City <gasps> yeah, I saw a guy yesterday oh on God. the subway what was he wearing Long sleeve black shirt. I hate it. He was, <laughs> I hate it. It was so hot yesterday. I was at the beach yesterday. Yeah, and like, I had to leave the city no, for I so hot. No, I didn't put on a shirt yesterday. I wore shorts and a bra all day. Like, even to, like, I went to Park Slope on the subway, shorts and a bra. Like, didn't yeah. put, I never got dressed yesterday because I, why? So stupid. It's too Long hot. sleeve black shirt. Long sleeve black pants. What a psychopath. Okay. Um, a, a very loud statement sock okay with like a, a loud sock it was um it had like a piece of pizza on yeah it. cute but not the time for fun socks. no he was totally cool dude like yeah. he was definitely like just too cool Ugh. and then like these like you know like almost like bowler shoes yeah. you know oh i couldn't he believe was it so hot that he was so like that, hot i'm just uh, and like, he just like was trying to temp? look so cool and i was like you don't look cool no your wool pizza socks Come on. You look inappropriately dressed, and people are saying, "Why are you dressed like that?" Yeah, You're a psychopath. I know. So yeah. anyway, and it just makes, and then because like, and then like, of course, like, I mean, I didn't feel this way, but a part of now that I'm like rethinking it, like a part of me was like, "Wait, am I insane for not putting on a shirt today?" Yeah, no, it was so no, hot yesterday. That guy's insane. I I hate myself when I like forget a hat. Or I don't right. think I need the hat right. and then in the winter, do. and I then my ears are cold, and I'm furious with myself for like a week. <laughs> I that's why I yeah that's why I overpack because my creature comfort level is so high you that like know. if I don't know. Remember like when we went to Gettysburg? I mean, <gasps> I had layers for days because I thank didn't know. God, well, because thank God again, Kevin. it was summertime, and but it was miraculously forty degrees. I know somehow. you have to like have everything. Yeah. Anyway. Dress appropriately. Dress appropriately. <laughs> <please>. <laughs> said it. Now we're heated. Okay. Now I'm livid. Okay. So best. Molly. Molly. Okay. So we're going to talk briefly about Molly McElroy because she is the sister of Chester Arthur who um, yeah. has to take over when it's clear that Chester does need a first lady. Chester is all up on his high horse about who he doesn't need a first lady. It's he's like, so come on. Like, yeah, he's so intolerable dumb. is such a good word. <laughs> he just doesn't think he needs a first lady. He thinks he's too cool for school. It's like, yeah. so get over yourself. He clearly does need a first lady because he can't keep up with the social events. Yeah. Um, and so he calls on his sister. Now, it's important to know that right after Ellen dies, um, or Nell dies, his wife, he sends baby Ellen to go live with Molly because he's like, I don't want her in D.C. I think it was probably a good parenting move because there had just been the assassination. Yeah. And he's probably just like, I want her to like have a somewhat normal childhood. Yeah, he's pretty protective of her. And also who, like he, it doesn't sound like he was going to raise him. And then we also know about Chester Allen Arthur who was like too busy leisuring. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's pretty clear. Or no one's one around to watch baby Ellen. So. Yeah, no one's around to watch baby Ellen. So baby Ellen goes to live with Mary, who we call Molly. Yeah. So ridiculous. Okay. So, um... Molly was, Molly was born in July 5th, yeah, 1841. Yeah, she's, she's a cancer. 
In New York, she was born. Greenwich Village. Oh, um, but I, I'm looking at her year of death, which is now shocking me. 1917. We're like getting there. She that's, was 75 when she insane. died. I know. I can't believe we have deaths that are in the 1900s at I this know. point. So cool. So yeah. So she, um, yeah, born in New York, and that's really chic. Now. Yeah, she's really chic. She's the youngest of nine kids, so she's the youngest. Chester <laughs> Arthur was born in Vermont, and I think most of his siblings were born there. But then at a point, they moved to New York City, yeah. and she is um, the youngest of nine kids. Uh, she gets married to a guy whose last name is McElroy, and that's why her last name is McElroy. And he, they are um, very pro. Uh, they are they're very abolitionists, so they're very yeah. like anti-slavery. Um, so much so that they befriend Booker T. Washington at a point, um, and so she fun. is like known to host him at her house and mm-hmm. things like that. So you know, she has a very similar views as her brother, who um, was VP and now president. Um, not exactly similar views as her sister-in-law, but whatever. Um, she didn't have to talk to her anymore. So, um, sorry, that was really dark. <laughs> I was like, well, that dumb, 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 that Confederate Well, idiot. you know, listen, the, I, we have compassion for these women, but if you liked slavery, you're a horrible person. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. I don't, there's nothing else I can say. I agree. Um, Oh, so I guess we should talk just briefly before we talk about um, how Molly is, like, worked into this story. When Ellen does die, Chester Arthur um, is really sad. He um, he has a – he commissions a stained glass window to oh, be yeah, put yeah, in at St. John's Church, which is the church across the street from the White House. Yeah, it's a famous church in uh, Lafayette Square in yeah. D.C. Yeah, so he has um, – a. I assume it's still there. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to it check. Is. This yeah. is, so if anyone is up to date in you know current events, this is the, the church, unfortunately, that um, uh, our last president <laughs> uh, took the name. famous photo of himself holding the Bible upside down during the BLM protest when they tear gassed the protesters. That was him to get across <laughs> to that church. That was tagged and like it was. Um, it was defaced, I would say. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, boarded up after the protest, all that stuff. So that that is that church. So it's still there. Yeah. It's still a functioning. There's every Sunday. There's still mass. I think Joe Biden might go there now for some is, of his Sunday mass. Do you think the stained glass is still there? I that, bet you it is. A, I imagine it would. Still yeah. Be there. I don't know why it wouldn't. But he that's he cool. he gets this. He appoints someone to do um, a stained glass thing in honor of his wife. Yeah. Um, and he also commit. He also makes sure that every single day there's fresh flowers pl- placed. <laughs> under her portrait. That's honestly the sweetest thing ever. Like, it's I really just want nice. to give me fresh flowers every day. I know. I, I mean, love, I no, know, like, truly. The cynical side of me thinks like, oh, these are gonna die anyway. Like, what a waste no. of money. Oh my god, plants are everything. But I love them. well, flowers more than plants, just because I know. Like, if you you know, the bouquet is gonna die. No, I know, I know. But like, look on. at I grew those flowers right over there. Know, it's so beautiful. nice, right? And it's so just, nice. I just want someone else to get <gasps> right. <laughs> it's just such a sweet. So you know, anyone listening? Yeah. Yeah, it's so sweet. And he could see this this stained glass from the White House, right? Yep, he yeah. could see it. And he could see it from his office. So he could oh see God, it. Like, he was just right. like, look out. He so was, he does love her. He, oh, God, cool. he was devastated yeah. when she died. He was so devastated. So um, so then he becomes president um, after Charles Guiteau. Crazy. Um, <laughs> classic. Okay, and he comes true. in without a wife, without a vice president. And without like seemingly without like a family, because Chester Allen is like leisuring, and Molly yeah. um, has baby Ellen that yeah. she's living with. So he is like, there is like a buzz. Who's going to be the first lady of the White House? Who's it going to yeah. be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? 
Now, he is, like, this is very Andrew Jackson, actually. Remember Andrew Jackson yeah. did this for, like, a year? He was, like, no one. Like, yeah. forget he it. he was very into mourning, which, totally get. Totally fine with. Sad. Totally fine So, he had a lot of trauma going on. Like, his president yes. just died. Yes. Uh, his wife just died. Yes. And he's away from his kids. Mm-hmm. So, but he's just, I need, like, I need them to speed up the progress, like, of, or the, the legislation, like, a little bit. Well, I guess <laughs> it's just, like... I think that you've seen enough presidents at this point. Like, Andrew Jackson was, like, the seventh president or something. It's like, you've, you, this is the 21st president of the United States. Yeah. You need help. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. don't like don't act like you're just, like, going to yeah. be able to do this by yourself. Right. Like, you need help. And not only did he come in without any real structure, family structure. Yes. He, you were saying that he fired the cabinet. What was that? Oh, story? he came in, he, um, there was a lot of upheaval, I think, regarding mostly around... Uh, views about uh, slavery and yeah. reconstruction so within his party there was a lot of upheaval and he basically disagreed with almost every cabinet appointment that um, uh, Garfield made yeah so he fired all of them and then just hired friends of his oh yeah he hired like a bunch friends of, like Nell's like cousins and stuff. yeah like, like just like <laughs> people that he like knew like friend like basic basically and he, was, he looked at the attendance list at yeah. like a party from the Lexington <laughs> yeah. townhouse yeah. Lexington Avenue townhouse and he was like oh okay this person like they make great hors d'oeuvres they're gonna be yeah totally. secretary. yeah right exactly like the person yeah 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 like it's there was just like there were the oh it says that someone that was put in part charge of the treasury was the superintendent of the naval academy he went to okay, like, so it's like, like absolutely like that's good no classic he was just a lawyer and then all of a sudden now is president yeah. so it's like cla- like nobody like it has he appropriate never held skills elected office before VA. yeah that's insane never held yeah. an elected office that's crazy um so anyway he comes into office and he's like, I'm not having a first lady. Nobody will take on the role of my wife. And it's like, chill out, bro. Just like, just hostess. get a hostess. Like, just, and also, aren't you like lonely? Like, don't you want someone to just like hang? Right. So um, he starts to have these social events and classic, he's like completely overwhelmed. He like is like, he's like, he can't figure out how to like manage social life with work life, which like, okay, I get, duh, I mean, obviously. I know. But like, so you need a little help, you know? And yeah. you need, so whatever. So, um, con- and then, oh, and then it really tips off when Congress goes back into session. And then he's like, I can't, I like actually can't. He's like freaking out. So he, um, he decides that he needs, um, a first lady and he's like, oh, yeah. okay. Famously oh, he, New Year's <laughs> Day. Cause you, you know, they, I don't know this, like New Year's Eve bash was continuously happening. Well, yeah. And right before that he had, he had, um, hired like a random Senator's wife to be first lady, but like that didn't work. So he was like, okay, let's like get Senator's some. Senator's <laughs> wives are supposed to be hosts. Like they cannot handle, they have other things to do. Obviously. And like, come on. Like, okay. So anyway, so yeah, exactly. So the New Year's Day party comes down and he's like, Molly girl I need your help and like listen I have a brother I would do anything for him like I love a good sibling relationship you know what I mean like we love that so Molly's like okay listen I have four kids of my own I'm taking care of one of your children so I can't certainly help you with all of the duties but I can come down she said in the winter busy social season because you have the you have the New Year's Eve bash you have the um what's it called like the the Christmas bash yeah. you know what I mean there's a bunch of like things that happen in the winter that are like high social season for right. for that so so then Molly McElroy is kind of acting hostess because yeah. shocker you can't do it alone you cannot yeah. do things alone it's also assumed or in history now that he may have known he had a disease um what yes. was it called Bright's disease, Bright's disease. Like yeah kidney it's a kidney infection and um it's like it 
you, yeah, basically. So you, you wanted to be close to, to Nell. To, yeah. Or, sorry, to baby Ellen. To baby Ellen, yeah. Um, so he was, you know, excited that she was going to be close to him. Um, yeah. With Molly. Yeah, so they come, She bring, Molly brings um, baby Ellen with her, and um, then... Oh, oh, and then also two of her own daughters, Jesse and May, come and they live with with all of them in the White House. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she, Molly, um, uh, similar, you know, Molly d- doesn't necessarily want this job, classic, um, <laughs> but she takes on and she starts to host these parties and brilliantly, and this is like so brilliant and so smart, she gets previous first ladies to like help her out with the doses duties. Which, like, I remember Sarah Polk gets, like, Dolly Madison involved, you know, brings yeah. her back into the mix. So it's, like, it's so smart. Like, just use your resources. Like, other people have done this job before, and some of them are still alive and, like, shuffling around D.C., as we right. know. So she gets all these so older uh, first ladies to come and help her. So Julia Tyler is invited back to the White House, which, if we remember Julia Tyler, she's probably thrilled to be invited back oh, to the God, White that's House. that's all that girl wants. I Harriet know. Lane comes back for Harriet Lane comes back. Um, uh... Mary Todd comes back, oh, yeah, um, and great. Mrs. Garfield. So yeah. um, Garfield Lucretia is back in the mix, and they uh, they kind of like all get together and they uh, host all these like you know do do the White House hostess duties together. Yeah. And they whenever they um, have a party or something, it's like all of these first ladies are greeting you, which is kind of exciting. I know it's almost like a history like. Live like, history. Yeah. Instead of the animatronics from the McKinley Museum. <laughs> I forgot that happened. And then we were, when we were with your parents last week, we brought that up. We were, I don't, of course, we were talking about this, telling that story. Yeah. And they were as shook as we were. I know. So I'm <laughs> glad other people had that reaction of just us retelling that story. I know, I know, I know. Times are terrifying. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather have a, a, a parade of real first ladies. Totally, totally. So she's like, so um, it's really cool because because of this reemergence of all these first ladies from like past presidents, um, the first collective biography about the first ladies is written in this time. It's inspired by, uh, again, like I said, sort of this parade of first ladies that would be at the White House, and it's called Ladies of the White House, Um, and it's a really famous book. It comes out in many editions. Maybe we should look into that book. I know, maybe. Should we have another source, should, too? God, we were, like, really know. lazy about it. I don't but, know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway. That's cool that they're yeah. starting to, you know, maybe this is the first nod to the first ladies having an impact on history if they're writing about them. You know, yeah. Like that's a cool notion that or, we're seeing that for the first time. Right, and not just, like, the individual women, but sort of, like, the collection of yeah, them. Yeah, as yeah, a yeah, whole, yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. think it's super smart of her, too, just, like, in a lazy way, too, to bring these ladies in and, like, have them, like, do a little bit of the work. Yeah, go Molly. <laughs> and Molly also was super um, into, uh, like I said, she was super abolitionist, um, didn't support women's suffrage at all. So we're back with this nonsense. Oh, yeah, I, I probably said this, like, the last few episodes, and I'll continue to say it for a little bit. But the the line they walk is really interesting. It's like, crazy. They're rights for everyone, but women don't vote. Like, yeah. it's just, I know, it's very strange. And I can't so imagine, like, I want to be in their brain to know, like, why are they, why do they not want rights for themselves to but when they have a passion about like giving everyone rights or at least black men rights, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. Strange. I know it's really strange. We have to rewatch that Ken Burns vote documentary because there's a lot in yeah, there about it. And I want it. I want to say that maybe it's linked to the temperance movement, but that doesn't even seem to make sense anymore because it's like that. Right. Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Miss Paul. I just think of Alice Paul every time. Like, what Miss Paul would think about all this. Oh like, That's Alice... the one who had, like, multiple... Um... Uh, <laughs> hunger strikes. Hunger strikes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was always hunger striking. <laughs> and always in jail. Yeah, there were like, by the time she was, she was like, when she got out of jail for the fourth time, she was 29. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Girlfriend was in jail four times before she was 29. Girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there were people really like raging about women's rights to vote, yeah. but then like other people just did not think it was necessary. So yeah. it's like, and I guess it's one of those things where the idea of women even in politics was maybe so far away so maybe it didn't even feel like you needed to have a voice but it's just such a foreign idea to us and I think that like I've said this before but like the right to vote is just such it's a privilege I've taken advantage of every single time it's the most exciting thing in the world it's the best but I I forget how new it is for us and I forget what a privilege it is and I, I take it for granted all the time and I take for granted the fact that um, that I, uh, even that I like, like, I don't even have, like, my friends all like to vote too, you know, like, there's right. not even like, I don't have any friends that think I shouldn't be voting. Does that make sense? You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I know that sounds so silly, but it's like, yeah. I take advantage of the fact that like, we all think it's appropriate that we are voting. Yeah, voting, I guess, is so normal to us that like, the only, like, there's nuance now to vote and it's like, now you, not put pressure, but you're like, encouraging people to vote like, locally maybe or in Totally, wars, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's not even a thing in AT or whatever Right, is. Like, right, right. Like, you're not right. even assuming that, so. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that, you know, most women, I, I believe all women think women should vote. I don't, yeah. I haven't heard even the craziest of right-wing extremists saying yeah. that women should not vote anymore. Yeah, I think I mean, that's... who knows, maybe, you know, Marjorie was walking around saying that. But <laughs> thank God Molly is dead at 1917 <laughs> because she would have been pissed <laughs> about the 1917. Literally. So Chester A. Arthur leaves. He's the least memorable president of all time. Love that, um, that like We're going to talk about Cleveland next week. Uh, but let's think about, I love that legacy. Uh, let's think about, uh, sorry, I just, the the last line of this is what? really creepy. The last line in this book, when they're talking about Ellen, I know we're talking yeah. about Molly, but like, it says, uh, Ellen doesn't become first lady, but she influences the administration very similarly to the way Rachel Jackson did, her ghost, the memory of her. I mean, that's kind of true because Andrew Jackson came in really upset about Rachel's death. No, I know. I get it. But and, it's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I I, I don't. Uh-oh. Elise is absolutely <laughs> enraged. Her face <laughs> is, is. Whoa. <laughs> just hit me. What? These men. I know. The drama. It's absolutely. When their wives crazy. die. Which should be. You should be upset no, 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 your you wife be upset, dies. Yeah. But they take advantage of them when they not in, always in like a, it's in, usually in subtle ways when they're alive and they're like sometimes annoyed by them or don't want them to be bothered with this and like right it's just well and but then uh, now the drama comes out when they're dead and then well and the sudden, hypocrisy of it all is that we don't mind that Chester Arthur did nothing for the first six months of his presidency because right. he was mourning but Mary Todd Lincoln <gasps> not going to her husband's yes. funeral is like the most inappropriate thing of all time right. and, and it's Jackie like Kennedy needed to be like perfect front facing right like John's funeral yep the hypocrisy of all of it throw like little hissy fits and like create stained glass windows (laughs) to stare at all day (laughs) like lunatics i mean more so like you do but like let the women have that process too absolutely absolutely it's not fair no (sighs) (laughs) okay all right advice advice for molly yeah do i have advice for molly you know what my advice for molly would be was be like 
I wish that she had made, okay, because she's the first person who's, like, collecting the first ladies yeah. and, like, getting them all together. And it's actually kind of really sad that, like, so many of them are alive, kind of, because, yeah. like, Mary Todd's husband got shot. Gar- Lucretia's <gasps> husband got shot. Julia right, Tyler was, like, 400 years younger than her husband. <laughs> you know, it's, like, actually yeah. sort of sad. But I wish she had created, like, a little, like, like a like a wrist, like a, like a bracelet or like a oh. pin or something for Ooh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. every time or something where it's like, there's some like memorabilia yeah. to being first lady or something. That's Does smart. that make yeah. sense? Cause like, I just think it'd be so cool to have like, I know that there was like, um, the treasury, the U S treasury or something issued, um, coins. coins. Yeah. But we just don't have a lot of like. Yeah, I ex- wish the women had. Yeah. Like more sort of like pins or like I know it sounds silly, but I just like. Well, like you know how all the presidents wear like the American flag pin usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the first stuff. ladies, like yeah, it'd be so cool to have too. something. And I, I feel like she had the the foresight to kind of think about like history in that way. So I wish yeah. she had like done something kind of like memorable. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. What's your? Did you have advice for Molly? Um, Probably like let women vote, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> sorry, I'm putting words in your mouth. <laughs> no, I think that that's that's a good one. Okay. Um, and then also like say no to Chester. Like I'm glad you you right. stepped up and took care of baby Ellen because obviously Chester maybe would not have been able to handle it. But like mm-hmm. you got a lot on your plate, girl. Like you can't always just bend over backwards because Chester is having like a hissy fit and doesn't right. want to take care of his daughter or is like being overprotective. I get he wanted her out of the DC limelight for a bit, but. I don't know. Just maybe like no, I get it. A like little ba- ba- set boundaries. I was gonna say for yourself. It's boundaries just, with family is important. Yeah, I feel you like have she didn't have them. a lot, so no. I feel a little bit bad for her. Um, set boundaries and maybe keep a journal when you were Flotus because then you had like all these interactions with the past Flotuses. Yeah, Flotai every mm-hmm. day. Um, That's good advice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, Molly, I think you you know you did what you had to. You stepped in. She did. Maybe unwanted and she maybe sort of saved the day. Yeah, I know. I mean, it doesn't sound like like. I just Chester think it's Chester. I know, like most unmemorable press. Oh my god, it's so depressing. <laughs> if any, if that, if I am a ghost in the world, if I have that, I'm like the least memorable. I don't know, friend or like, oh, you know, at least it's impossible. Educator, no. writer. I'll be more pissed. We are, we are, we are imprinting history. Oh my, oh my god, okay. the like least impressionable podcast host. I'll be Stop. livid. No, there's no way. <laughs> We cause we cause waves. People have opinions about our That's podcast, true. so it's like okay. Check the rate okay. Review us, that said, rate, review, subscribe. Because we have listeners, so I know you're out there. <laughs> Please, God, just give us five stars and write a little note to me. <laughs> we love you, and we love. are. My dad, um, my dad is number one most positive person, and he really encouraged us to reach out to Dr. Jill. So I think <gasps> that we're definitely going to be doing that. Yeah, we're going to try to get Dr. Jill on the pod. I think if we start now with the emails, yes. and we finally get to Dr. Jill... She'll be like, these girls are absolutely insane. Yeah. I better do this so it's not like a Charles Gateau situation. And we'll, <laughs> yeah, and we'll, have, and we'll have so many followers because we're going to keep just... I mean, this is snowballing oh, into yeah. a hit. Oh, you know? I absolutely, feel absolutely. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Happy summer. Stay cool. Take care of yourselves. Dress appropriately. Obviously. (laughs) If you want to wear shorts and bra, don't let anyone tell you you can't. You can ride the subway like that. Don't have pizza on your socks. (laughs) Love you guys. (laughs) 